up, everybody? Michael Nedemeyer here and Joe Geary, and we're your host of the Whitwin Podcast. Whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. Joe Joe, today we're hitting on the economy. The economy. Winner is here. I, I, I've never seen the uh, series before, but what's it called? The, Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones. Winter, winter is coming. Winter is coming. I, yeah. I think the winter is just about here. The snow is about to fall. I would agree. It's uh, If you look at headlines right now, there's not a whole lot of positive things happening in the headlines at the moment. So we pulled up some headlines actually to start diving into. Let's just go through and see what people are saying right now. You're seeing it on the news if you watch it. All right, but let's look at the first one here. Biden's bullish view of U.S. economy falsely laying bare its downward pressure, according to an analyst. Inflated inflation disrupted supply chains to impede growth. What do you think about this? Yeah, so I think it's very interesting because I've I've never seen this before personally. I mean, maybe it's happened before and I never realized it, but we're seeing this entire administration or a lot of the government right now basically denying what's going on and basically saying, oh, it's not that bad. We're fine. We're actually in a really good position. But if you look at the temperature on the ground, you know, if you go to the grocery store and you pay attention to what people are saying, you know, what people are buying, people are hurting right now and it's definitely affecting a lot of people and the government's not acknowledging that because they they want to create this illusion that hey it's fine n- nothing to worry about and really the problem i think is a lot worse than they're admitting mm-hmm. i agree with that and, and i just want to start by clarifying this is not a political show we don't care if you're democrat republican independent you don't vote i don't care it doesn't matter what we want to go through is just what's going on in the economy what we're seeing ourselves here to your point i feel like there's a lot of false things happening and if you're if you're a consumer of goods which all of us are you know things are expensive it's expensive to go to the grocery store gas prices are still higher than they were a year or two years ago just because we're not paying five dollars a gallon we're paying three dollars a gallon and depending on where you live that could be different but we shouldn't feel fortunate to be paying three dollars a gallon we shouldn't feel fortunate to be paying you know 120 dollars for two bags of groceries you know, that used to be the case with Whole Foods. You go to Whole Foods, you can expect 120 bucks, two bags, but Aldi, right? You know, Aldi, 120 bucks to get you a shopping That's cart. That's a cheap full. option, too. Yeah, yeah, totally is. So, so we have some stuff going there. Let's look at this next one. Goldman Sachs. What's this one say? So we got 2022 major layoffs grow. Goldman Sachs, uh, Pluricite, cutting hundreds of jobs. So we're seeing a lot of these big companies, some of the larger companies right now, are making massive layoffs and I think this is really just the beginning of it and I think it's kind of going to be like a you know like a downward spiral where the big companies start and then it just kind of works its way down to the smaller companies so if we look at this Pluricite is cutting 20% of its workforce 20% Goldman Sachs cutting 400 retail banking positions think about that Blue Apron is cutting out 165 people 10% of their workforce is getting cut people and this is what happens with big companies when they start to go in times of uncertainty they start making cuts on their bottom half of people. They start analyzing. When times are good, people spend money, businesses spend money, profits coming in. They spend a little bit recklessly. And that's what you can really separates good companies from great companies. Great companies don't necessarily need to do layoffs when things get bad. Good companies do, or poorly run companies definitely do, because they don't have enough profit to sustain. So now they start cutting the fat and eliminating. So reason we're going through this is just these are signs of what's to come. Fed raised rates yesterday, half based on what, uh, 50 basis points? Yep, 50 basis points I raised them. Highest I think level? it's the highest it's ever, yep, highest in, in 15 history. years. So it says here, Fed raises interest rates half a point to the highest level in 15 years. It's a long time. 15 years is the highest it's been. So if we're focused on, let's look at one more here, inflation numbers, consumer price index. 
rose less than expected in November, up 7.1% from a year ago. So they're touting the fact that at least it's less than was expected and it's still up 7.1% over last year. It's a big number. Consumer price index just rose 0.1% from the previous month and increased 7.1% from a year ago compared with respective estimates of 0.3 and 7.3%. So let's be thankful, it's only 7.1. So what do we do? Right now, there's a lot of negativity in the media. There's a lot of negativity around um, uncertainty, I would chat. What do you say neg negativity? There's a lot of uncertainty with what's going on. So you have two options right now. This is, this is think about this. In 08, you know, if you're a real estate agent listening to this in 08, if you weren't in the market in 08, in 2008, 2006, great real estate market. 2007 was still a good real estate market. 2008, all of a sudden, terrible real estate market, according to the headlines. And there was still ample opportunity to go make sales. So if you look at, like in our market in St. Louis, 30,000 homes on the listing side sold in 2008, 35,000 sold in 2007. So there was only a difference of 5,000 home sales between the best market, one of the best markets, and one of the worst markets. You as a real estate agent, you need to be thinking about how many houses do you need to go sell to hit your goal? And if let's just say you need 30, can you go get 30 out of 30,000? The answer is yes, you can. If you choose to start making the decision that you're going to succeed in spite of the market, not because of the market. A lot of people over the last two years became really good listing agents because they didn't have to do anything. They had to put a sign in the yard, the house would sell, seller was happy, they got 40,000 over asking price with 20 offers, life was good. Now we're moving into a skills-based market. So mindset, it starts with mindset. Where is your mindset at right now? Or is your mindset in, in fear mode, in scarcity mode, in like, oh shit mode? Where, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna provide for my family? Oh my gosh, the real estate market's in turmoil. Houses aren't selling, houses are sitting, interest rates are up. All of those things can mess you up if you allow them to. So being positive, having an optimistic mindset and start thinking around, if I were, to be a realtor that could thrive in this market. And the same is for business owners because it's not just real estate. Businesses across the board are gonna be affected by this. Pricing is expensive, things are expensive, right? Consumers aren't gonna spend as much. So if you have a retail business, your sales may start to go down because people don't have as much spending. Here's another something to think about. Consumer credit card debt is at an all-time high. It's, it's up 50% over last year. And savings for Americans is only at 2.5%. 2.5% of Americans are saving money right now. I think it's a historic like low. Historic low. Yes. It is. Yeah. So where do you think the economy's going? Like, do you think the economy's just great and it's going to be, we're just going to roll through this and it's going to be great when nobody's saving money, people are racking up credit card debt at record highs. No, chances are you're going to start seeing bankruptcies. You're going to start seeing people that need to sell their house. So inventory is going to continue to hit the market. That's going to slow the real estate market even more. Then we might start seeing short sales. We might start seeing foreclosures if pricing starts to fall. So in order to combat this, we know where we're going and it's not good. It's not good at all. And there's going to be ample opportunity in this market as well for the people that are prepared. And that's what people I feel fail to miss. It's the marketplace will destroy people who aren't prepared. So it will just destroy people. So the real estate market will destroy the unprepared person, the person that doesn't practice, that doesn't want to get better, that doesn't want to improve themselves, and just wants to be the status quo realtor that does their continuing ed every couple of years and, and just barely gets by. This market will destroy you. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So what do we do? Joe, what would you be doing right now, and what are you doing right now to make sure you don't fall into that category? Now, keep in mind, Joe's a guy 
who in his fourth year, he's selling close to 50 homes. So I think he'll hit 50 this year. That's a lot of homes. The average realtor sells three. Joe is somebody that has prepared over the last couple of years to become the best real estate agent possible so that he can thrive in times of uncertainty, which is what we're heading into. So what are you doing right now, Joe, to prepare? So I think to touch what you just basically mentioned is keep an optimistic mindset through all of this. I think it's important to be aware of what's going on because you wanna be able to inform yourself on, hey, where can I find opportunities as well as inform all of the clients and consumers on, hey, what's going on with the market? Where are the opportunities? Where can I you know, help you the most? Or what is the best option for you at this time? So I think it's super important to know exactly what's going on and have a good temperature check on it as well as continue to feed your mind with positive things and work on your skill set. Like you just said, we're in a skill-based market. Mm -hmm. we're, we're heading into it. I think we're already in it right now, but we're in a skill-based market. So it's important to continually and constantly work on your skill set. You know, whether that's when you're driving your car instead of listening to the radio or listening to Spotify or Apple Music, listen to an audiobook or listen to a podcast like this that's gonna actually give you information and help you out and you know, make your mindset better. Cause I think it's really important because, and that really started, you know, a year, two years ago mm -hmm. to work on your mindset. But if you haven't been doing it, do it now. Or if you have been doing it, do more of it because I think it's going to be super important to become as highly skilled as possible, whether that's working on your sales, whether that's working on your leadership, whether that's working on, you know, your product. But I think it's important to become very skillful in this market to rise to the top and really show the market that you're worth what you're worth. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's about one starting with mindset. You have to believe it's possible regardless of the market. You have to believe it's possible. And the way you develop a super strong mindset is by becoming very consistent. So create your habits, become very consistent in your habits. Do the things you don't want to do, do them anyway. Do them every single day. Nobody wants to pick up the phone and lead generate every day. Do it anyway. Nobody wants to call that person that they've been putting off and making that call for a follow-up call. Do it anyway. Nobody wants to commit to adding 10, 20, 30 people to their database every week that are potential buyers and sellers. Do it anyway. Start doing the things that you don't want to do and you're gonna to start to see more results and success in your business. So that's one thing, start creating a mindset around it. The next thing would be create a plan. What is my plan? And if you go watch past episodes, you'll see when we talk about creating a plan, we're really big on setting quarterly goals. If my goal is $100,000 in income for 12 years or 12 months, the year for 12 months, I want to break it down into a quarterly goal, 20% in Q1. I want 20% of my income to come in Q1. All I need to focus now on is how do I go make $20,000? What's five things I'm going to do every single day that are going to push me closer to my goal of making $20,000? This works. I promise you, Joe, last quarter, his goal was $30,000. He made $36,000 in the quarter. All right, it's $12,000 a month. He's 22 years old. It's a really good living. What's the median income right now? 50K? Yeah, I think it's yeah. just below 50 yeah. right around there. Yeah. Joe triples the median income. Triples the median income, right? It's pretty good at 22 years old. How many other people can say that, right? And, we're not, and, and I'm not saying this to say like, oh, we got it all figured out. We don't, we're constantly learning, but we're also constantly figuring out ways to keep succeeding regardless of what's going on in the outside world. Because here's the thing, if I sit there and watch the news all day and I just, I just sit there and oh my God, the economy's terrible, does that help me? Does that help you? No, no. Does that help our situation? Not at all. Can we do anything to change what's going on in the world right now? No. No. The only thing we can control is this little space around us and what we do with ourselves every single day. So get a positive mindset, put a schedule together, and then you've got to take action. Because it's one thing to know what to do, and it's another thing to actually do it. Right? And this is what separates the practitioner from the person that's in the arena making it happen. It's easy to go tell people to do this. Right? It's easy for us to sit here and say, go do this stuff. It's another thing that we're actually doing it. 
every single day, in the office every single day at the same time, set office hours, number of contacts, how many people do you want to talk to every day, commit to it, how many messages are you sending, emails, text messages, what are you doing to stick to your plan and taking massive action? And let's say so far this year you've had a good income and you did it by talking to 20 people a day. You may need to talk to 40 people a day now. To you make that same income. To make the too. same income. Yeah. yeah. Just to sustain your income, you may need to do double the work right now because the market is shifting and the market is different. Are you prepared to do that? Most people aren't. And that's what separates the people that get things done and the people that don't. That's what separates the people that just thrive in times of uncertainty and people that don't. They make a commitment to themselves that I'm going to succeed no matter what it takes. But it starts with thinking up here. You've got to be thinking first about, am I prepared to do this? Right? And if you're not, then you may as well just hang it up now because things are going to get a lot harder and a lot worse. Absolutely. And I think it's important too to go back to mindset. Who are you surrounding yourself with, especially in these times, and who are you listening to? Because a lot of people are going to put on their negative Nancy hat, especially when things get hard. You know, your neighbor might have just lost their job, or your friend might have just lost yeah. their job, and they're going to see you working and say, hey, man, you're wasting your time working. You're going to lose your job, too. Or why are you bothering selling houses right now or doing whatever you're doing? The economy is horrible. So I think it's important to make sure that you're zoning those people out mm -hmm. because there, obviously there's always negativity, but I think that negativity is just going to be amplified because of the market because so many people just always focus on the negative and negative news sells. It's what sells on social media. It's what sells on TV. It's what sells everywhere. So it's make sure that you find people that are positive influences or yeah. helping you. And, and that could even be people in your office. Maybe you're in a, you know, a negative office right now or a negative sales team and maybe it's, hey, it's time for you to go find a different team mm -hmm. where they're positive. They're a positive influence and they're all working to become the best versus a bunch of people that are saying, because we've been in offices before where everybody, you know, when the market's not doing too good, oh, the market's horrible and then yeah. it just kind of spreads like wildfire, like a cancer. And you never want to be in an environment like that because it's just going to really weigh you down and make you feel like you can't do anything at all. Yeah. And that's the thing. Is the market horrible or is your work ethic horrible? That's what you have to ask yourself. What, which one is horrible? If I'm looking at something in a market where 30, 35,000 homes sold, that means there's 35,000 buyers purchasing those homes. That means there's 70,000 transactions so far this year, if not more, in a local market. Is the market terrible or is it your work ethic? Or is it your mindset? Or is it you not doing what you're supposed to be doing to go get your fair share of that business? Because I promise you, if you put a plan into place and executed on it, you could go sell 24 houses out of 70,000. You could go sell 240 houses if you built a team out of 70,000. You might be able to go sell 2,400 houses out of 70,000 if you built the right team and put the systems in place. So don't blame the market. Don't blame the, the economy. Don't blame the president. Don't blame the government. It's easy to do all of those things, and who wouldn't want to? Oh, my gosh, the reason I'm not succeeding is because Biden's a terrible president, right? It's not his fault in a lot of ways. It's, you know, it, it might be in certain aspects, and it might be in certain aspects that it's not. But if I'm constantly putting blame on other people, well, one, I'm not taking ownership. I'm not taking accountability for my life. And I'm letting other people dictate the, desti the destiny and the direction of my life. Who wants to be dictated on where they can go? That's why we're a capitalist country and we're not a socialist country. I don't want to be told what to do. I don't want to be told that here's how much you're getting, regardless of how hard you work. That's the beauty of this country. Does it have flaws? Certainly. And why is it that more immigrants come here and thrive when people that are born here don't? Like, think about it. If you were born in the United States, you pretty much won the lottery. You know, a lot of people haven't been to other countries. Go to the Philippines and see how poor people are there. Go to the hills of Colombia and see how poor people are there. Go to Thailand and see how poor people are there. 
Our poor people here tend to have heat and air conditioning and television and cable TV and cell phones, right? So being born in this country, you already have a massive opportunity. And if you sit there and make excuses about it, you're just squandering the opportunity that you were given because there's so much opportunity to go make as much money as you want. And that's the beauty of this country. People come here with a dollar in their pocket and become multi, multi, multi millionaires and create legacy and generational wealth for people. And other people that are born here with all the opportunity just don't do anything with their lives. Because it's easy to make an excuse. It's easy to blame the government. It's easy to blame, oh, taxes are too high. It's easy to make all of these excuses instead of figuring out how, in spite of what's going on right now, can I go thrive, right? And so if you're a salesperson, the one thing you need to be doing is, how can you add value to your clients right now? That's why you get paid as a salesperson. You get paid for the value. So if interest rates are high, what value can you bring to your client to offset interest rates? Are there loan programs available? Yes, there are. Right? If you're selling a house right now and the house is sitting there, what value can you bring to get that house sold? Do you need to do a better job of educating your seller on the market right now and showing them where their home needs to be? Let's get their house to a price that can cause it to sell. So there's always opportunity here, but oftentimes people make excuses because it's easier. Right? And it's easier because it's easier just to justify my inaction, my inability, why I'm not doing something. Whereas if I just stopped doing that and I said, hey, I'm going to figure out a way to thrive regardless of what goes on in the market, well, then you're going to start to see your life head in a positive direction. Absolutely. And I think that's what, I mean, if you've noticed the past, you know, maybe four or five years, that's a problem with society is it's that whole, I'm not going to take ownership for my life and I'm going to let, you know, I'm going to rely on the government or I'm going to rely mm -hmm. on my company or whatever it is. It's taking extreme ownership. And I think you have the ability yourself. I mean, if you look at the stats last year alone, there were over 30% of people that paid $0 in income taxes. Mm -hmm. So 30% of people living off the government, basically. So do you think if that number goes to 40% or to 50% or to 60%, is our, gonna, is our country going to look the same? Probably not. It's going to get worse. So you, you single-handedly yourself have the ability to change that and transform that by taking responsibility for your life and transforming your life to make it something great because it just starts with one person at a time and like we've talked about it before, it's just a ripple effect. You do it, other people are going to notice it. People are going to start to take responsibility. I think that's what we need to change with the culture of society is. Mm -hmm. We need to go back from, a, oh, it's not my responsibility to everything's my responsibility. And then things really start to change. And you, you even hear today, what is it? 2008 was, what, 14, 12, 14 years ago? Mm -hmm. And you still hear people in real estate, in mortgage. Oh, you know, I used to be in real estate. 2008, yeah, it was just really hard, so I just decided to get out of yeah. it. People still talk about it to this day. And we've had great markets in between now and then where they could have been extremely successful, even during the low markets, and they still make excuses to this day. And what do you think is going to happen right now when the market gets hard? They're all going to fall out again. Absolutely. So yeah. for the people that do take ownership and responsibility, this is an amazing opportunity because all those people that don't are going to fall out, so it leaves a huge amount of market share for you to be able to grab. There's gonna be way more available income and less people going after it. So think about that for a moment. There's less people going after the available income. That means there's more opportunity for you if you're prepared. So get prepared, start taking action today. How often do you practice your listing presentations? How often do you practice your buyer's presentations? And a lot of the stuff we repeat, and I know we do that and we repeat, it's because there's no silver bullet. Everyone out there trying to buy a program right now to like, oh, I'm gonna spend $4,000 and this thing's gonna revolutionize my life and change the course of my business. It's probably not. You still have to take action on whatever that program's teaching you. So if we repeat ourselves, it's because repeatable actions are what gets you to the next level. And the more you repeat and repeat and repeat and be consistent and be consistent and every single day, 
Come if you're a salesperson, you're a real estate person, every single day you should be going and saying, I need to make a sale today. My goal today is how do I make a sale? Who can I make a sale to? Who can I make a sale to? Who can I make a sale to? If I have nobody to sell a house to or sell my product to, well, the next thing I want to figure out is how can I go find somebody that I can sell a house to or sell my product to? And if I can't find somebody today to go get in front of, my next step is how can I add people to my database that will be future business for me? So step one is make a sale. Step two is find somebody to sell to you. Step three is add to your database. And if you get in the mindset of that every single day, get out of bed in the morning, get to the gym, get consistent, get outside, get some energy going, get into the office at a reasonable hour. Don't wait till 9, 10, 11 o'clock in the afternoon when everyone else is done working for the day. Right? Get in there and make it happen. And if you start to create those consistent habits, you're never going to be a person that becomes a, becomes a victim to the market, to the economy. Don't focus on the news. Turn the news off, honestly. You know, it's, it's, I think it was uh, Denzel Washington that said, if you watch the news, you're misinformed. And if you don't, you're uninformed, something to that effect. Yep. So it's all negative crap anyway. It's not going to help you. All right? You read some headlines if you want and get on with your day. But don't sit there and be like, oh, Democrats, Republicans, all of this stuff. At the end of the day, most of those people don't have your best interest in mind anyway. Yeah, if you like, die, they would not care. They would not shed a no, tear. If, no. if 90% of us died, they would not care. They exactly. just care about themselves. They don't give two craps about you. It's You just have to, like you said, it's just all about what you can control. It's all about what you think is exactly right. Focus on yourself. Focus on your family. How do you become the best version of yourself that can go be the best provider for your family? If it's a good market, a bad market, a, a down market, a slow market, whatever it is, you can find a way to thrive. But it starts with here and having the mindset and then two, set a plan, and three, execute on the plan by taking massive action. If you do those things, you will be successful, you will thrive, and you're not gonna be the person sitting around with everybody else saying, oh my gosh, real estate's so hard, oh, my sales job's so hard, oh, my boss was an asshole, so I quit. Quit blaming other people. Take ownership for your life, go make it happen, and I promise you, you'll be happy that you did.